1: Fox News Podcast presents the Bread Bear Podcast On a
0: special edition of Common Ground, we are joined by New Jersey Democratic Governor Phil Murphy and Utah Republican Governor Spencer Cox as they discuss the mental health crisis in the nation and the danger of TikTok and China influence. Later, we have Florida Congressman Republican Byron Donalds and Democrat Jared Moskowitz as they find common ground on government spending and the debt limit. Perspective from governors. Joining us this evening, New Jersey Democrat Governor Phil Murphy. He's the chair of the National Governors Association. And Spencer Cox, governor from Utah, a Republican, the executive vice chair of the National Governors Association. Uh, governors, thanks for being here. You know, uh, you wrote uh, about this D.C. meeting uh, Governor Cox, that it helps federal officials cloistered in DC understand the real world impact of federal policies. I'm wondering, you know, we get these common ground segments, how you see eye to eye with Governor Murphy, uh, on big issues.
2: Well, we've been very fortunate to to work together now for for several months, and uh, and we found we found a lot in common. That that's the thing about governors working together. We uh, we actually have to implement these policies. We we're where the the rubber meets the road, and and we have 50 governors, and and we do tend to work together. It's been said we're the the last adults in the room when it comes to politics, and I, I think that's true. Uh, Go- Governor Murphy has an incredible initiative right now that he's working uh, around youth mental health together with his uh, his amazing wife, uh, the the first lady of New Jersey, and it's something that we're passionate about here in Utah as well. And so that's been one area where we found common ground and a real opportunity to work together.
0: Governor Murphy, youth uh, suicide, mental health, community-based awareness funding, anti-stigma social media campaigns, age-appropriate school curriculum, sensitivity training, peer networks. This is a big deal. If you look at the suicides across the country, no matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, they're going through the roof.
1: Amen, Brett. And I would echo everything that Governor Cox has said. Uh, I think we're the last organization out there that can pretty readily find common ground and mental health among our precious kids. And the scourge of suicides is at the top of the list. When you're the chair, you get an initiative, as Governor Cox said, and we have be going around the country. Uh, and there's wild enthusiasm on both sides of the aisle to develop a playbook and that's our hope that by the time I'm finished as chair and Spencer steps in his chair next summer in Atlantic City, New Jersey, we can have a playbook for all American states to push back and strengthen our kids' mental health. You
0: know, part of mental health is also what they're watching uh, and social media. TikTok is a big concern. Uh, Governor Murphy, there's a TikTok full or partial state bans. As we look at the map, uh, it seems to be growing. Uh, do you see this as a, a growing initiative?
1: I do, and then uh, Governor Cox and I put out a, a what I would call a best practices uh, note in our NGA capacities a couple of weeks ago. Because each of Utah and New Jersey has taken steps, and I worry about it for two at two levels. One is uh, the care and and, and pre- preserving of private data in this whole balloon craziness just further underscores the fact that when you're dealing with the chinese you're going to be very careful with your data and then secondly more relevantly to your question is age appropriate you know they've got they're they're claiming things are appropriate for a 12 year old which as a dad i would just say is not even close so for both of those reasons we took that step and Governor Cox took a similar one.
0: You know, you mentioned the, the spy craft, this balloon uh, and all the, the coverage around it. Another governor, uh, Montana's governor, spoke out about how he really didn't get a lot of briefing from the federal government. Take a listen. we're just Senator Tester, myself, the entire delegation in Montana is are asking some very simple questions. What when, when did you learn about this
1: spy balloon? Why weren't we notified? Why wasn't action taken sooner? Uh, It could have easily been brought down over the state of Montana. We have rural
0: landscapes without endangering anyone. And yet the decision was made not to do it. Governor Cox, you know, as governors, um, how do do you handle that? I mean, this is obviously a federal issue, big picture, and there are going to be a lot of questions up here on Capitol Hill, as we've talked about in the show. Uh, But you want to know, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate you talking about TikTok. We all have a Chinese spy balloon in our pocket when we download that app, um, which I'm I'm a little more worried about than uh, than this other balloon. But but that is part of the problem. I we have we've, we've changed over the years, kind of the, the the original idea as a as a country. This idea that that states were were actually the, the dominant structure in, in in our government, and the federal government was a little subservient. That certainly changed over the years, and so that's why we do these meetings to get together uh, to, to meet with we'll be meeting with the president this week. We we ha- often have to remind the president and by the way, the president of both parties, uh, that that states are here and the governors are here, and again, we we are out here and and we should be communicating better. We should be getting briefings on on these national security issues that are that are impacting our states and uh, making sure that we're in tune with what's happening in DC
1: john Murphy? Yeah listen I, I I would just echo something that we say a lot Governors have never mattered more. Uh, I also am a former diplomat. I was the U.S. ambassador to the Federal Republic of Germany. So through that lens, I've also got a different perspective on how the Chinese operate. But more broadly, um, I think our country works at its best when it's and both, when it's both a strong federal government. And I I give the president uh, a lot of credit. Uh, and, And when we've got governors who are unleashed and able to achieve their highest uh, aspirations for their for their residents, that to me is where, as a country, we are the strongest.
0: Speaking of governors unleashed, uh, potentially unleashed politically, uh, you've got Republicans, uh, a number of them, considering at least or talking about running for president. I've got them up on the screen here. It's actually two pages worth of governors or former governors uh, and a former vice president uh, considering that. But when you talk about Democrats and governors, um, there's a few. And Governor Murphy, you're you're chatted about if President Biden doesn't run, if he doesn't, uh, would, would you consider it?
1: Listen, Brett, I am I'm completely convinced that the president is running for reelection. Um, and I've said to him, I take you on your word that that's where it's headed. Uh, and assuming he does, I'm going to be a thousand percent uh, behind him uh, and uh, and wish him nothing but the very best. Governors, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you Brett. Brett. All
0: right. We're going to take a quick pause here. We'll be back after this.
3: From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
0: Joining us are two congressmen from Florida, Republican Byron Donalds and Democrat Jared Moskowitz. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. You know, we do these segments to kind of get both sides to talk about what they see eye to eye on. A lot of things you're gonna fight over up there on both sides of the aisle, but what do you think is the biggest thing of common ground between the two of you?
3: Well, look, I think the number one thing is finding a way, obviously debt ceilings on the horizon, but there are some very basic things that we should examine when it comes to spending. I think both parties agree with that. And it's really about making sure that the taxpayer and the American citizen is in the best footing forward, you know, as our nation continues to grow, thrive and prosper.
4: Yeah, and I can agree with that. I mean, obviously, as, as the American family is having to spend less and tighten the belts, I mean, so should uh, so should the federal government. And so I think we can find uh, common ground on, on that.
0: A lot of people look at that debt ceiling, and you mentioned the debt ceiling back and forth and what's happening with it, and say it's just going to keep on going like this rhetorically until the fiscal cliff hits. Politico writes, Biden McCarthy and the power of low expectations. Don't get your hopes up for any concrete progress. The best guess of, as of now is the two sides will end up reiterating their positions with Biden stressing he's open to talk about other fiscal policies, but not if they're tied to the debt ceiling and McCarthy urging the White House to relent and hammer out a deal. How do you both see it? First, Congress in Moscow.
4: Sure. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I think on a bipartisan basis, no one wants to see the United States default on their debt. When the American people get a credit card bill at their house, they have 30 days to pay the credit card bill. Look, I do think obviously we have to curtail our spending. I think that's something we should figure out. We can't continue to run up the deficit. 36, 37, 38 trillion dollars. Look, on a bipartisan basis, we spent all this money on a bipartisan basis. We should figure out how to solve that problem.
3: I would agree. I think you have a situation here, we're now $31.5 trillion in debt. Um, the, 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 the Treasury markets do want to see a response, not just in raising the level, but how is Washington going to be responsible in the future? If you read the reports from the rating agencies, they say both things. And that really requ- requires members on both sides of the aisles, Republicans and Democrats, to really examine it so we can take care of the priorities of the American people into the future.
0: Last thing, uh, and this deals with immigration, specifically for Florida. There's a lot of focus, obviously, on the southwest border, but Florida has its own issue. Uh, CBS News, U.S. Coast Guard increases air patrols due to migrant surge. To put some numbers in perspective, since October 1st, 2022 alone, the Coast Guard has interdicted 5,100 Cuban migrants. The Coast Guard said the majority of the migrants they have seen are coming from Cuba or Haiti. It's a big issue in your state as well
3: it is that transition you know across across the water coming into florida is a dangerous journey that that's something that's not new the biggest thing we want to see with respect to border security overall, I would say, is that we don't want people put in harm's way trying to find their ways to the United States of America. It's it's one of the things that doesn't get talked much a lot about this situation. Yeah, I mean, look, America
4: has always been that beacon of freedom where people come here, uh, you know, escaping their governments. I mean, my grandparents came here escaping Europe after World War II, so I understand why people are yearning for that freedom and that opportunity. I do think we need to secure the border more. I am deeply worried about all the fentanyl that's pouring over the border, and so I do think on a Bipartisan basis, we can find ways in which we stop the fentanyl coming over the border because it's no doubt affecting uh, affecting children around the country.
0: Oh, Congressman, we appreciate your time, Democrat Republican, trying to find common ground, if not common height. But uh, we appreciate yeah. uh, you coming yeah, thank, on. Yeah,
3: thanks for thanks for that. I'm glad we weren't seated for this interview. <laughs> Listen, don't feel bad. This happens okay. to everybody on Capitol Hill. You know, it happens Frank to Luke me next
0: to you. That's right. Thank you very much to both of you.
3: Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.